What we do here is go back, 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 back. back. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Shop Talk. We are talking about this earlier, but this is episode six. We've been doing this for six weeks. Wow. Six okay. whole weeks. My name is Jeff. Joined here with Lucas and Anthony. Something. Shout out to everyone who's been here for six weeks with us. That's shout fun. out to all our fans in Romania and India. India. Yeah, oh, yeah, big shout out to Romania and India. They're probably shout bots. Ah, or VPNs, but hey, shout out to you guys. And shout out to uh, Spotify winning the race on uh, the podcast side. Apple Music, uh, get your crap together. Spotify's got you beat by quite a bit. Hmm. So, it's interesting. Anchor's nowhere to be found. Sorry, Anchor. Even though we... I don't even know what that is. Use your platform to broadcast the podcast. Anyways, never mind that. <laughs> never mind that nonsense. Broadcast the podcast. Rhymes. It's a good one. Yeah. It's got a little ring to it. Okay, what are we talking about this week? So we're thinking about it. We're going to do a little bit of continuation on from last week on the paid marketing and things like that. So one of the biggest questions that we tend to get from installers is, okay, I'm ready to do marketing. Well, are you really? That's one thing I wanted to kind of recap from last week um, that Anthony went over. Do you have all the things in play to be able to win customers over um, just with the way that your uh, website looks, the way that your Instagram looks. We spoke about this in the past of like all these things mattering. Um, but this week we had a guy come in and say that he wants to sign up with us to do marketing. And then you took a look at his Instagram and it's like, man, you haven't posted in three months. Like, how are people going to trust you? You're going to attract them with your marketing. They're going to look at your Instagram and this guy hasn't said anything in three months. Like, how can I trust this guy? It's kind of a waste of money if you think about it. You want to put your best foot forward when you're spending cash. You don't want to be paying people to, you know, see your ad and then not spend any money with you. So obviously we talked about that last week. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, listen to that. And then, I mean, you can still follow along. You might be a little lost. Not really. Uh, you can get the gist of it. But the most part is common sense. Like, Yeah, if you don't have everything put together, then why would they trust you? So Anthony was saying last week, website, Instagram, Facebook, Google, everything's polished. And then, okay, let's let's spend because, some money. Sorry, I just want to add to that. Um, I think I read in that, I want to plug a book here. I just finished reading uh, the one-page marketing plan, which is really interesting. If you have a chance, download it on Audible or whatever. Yeah, it's only uh, one. It's only one page, anway, so it's really easy. <laughs> it's really easy to read. It's well, not even a book. Yeah, it's one literally page. a piece of paper, right? But it's so interesting. And like one, uh, a quote that he said, he's like, "Why are you going to spend money on marketing if everything isn't ready yet? And you're you're essentially spending money for people to find you to see that you look like shit." It's true. It's suspect. It's like, what the hell, it man? Is like, sus. like, you're literally advertising to the world on how shit you are, pretty much. If you're spending money on marketing, but yet your shop looks like shit or your Instagram is really unprofessional, like, you're essentially broadcasting that to thousands of people, right? So you're, you're paying people to say, hey, look how crap 
and unorganized we look. Pretty much. Know, like without, pretty without like, you know, putting it nicely. Because that's really what it is, if you think yeah. about it. So once all that is, you know, in order, we won't go into detail again, because we already talked about that last week. Um, so you, you everything's in order. You're spending money, and you're getting leads. Mm. Now what? So where are they going? How are you processing these leads? Like, are you writing them on... Yeah, so how are, how are you hand? managing them? Do you have like a little them. sticky note to keep track of everyone? What are you doing? Right? I can tell you what we're doing. What were you doing when you started? Like when you first started getting leads from paid I had an agenda book. You had an agenda. Yeah. Like in, in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd an that work book. out for you? Uh, I mean, not well, but it kind of worked for scheduling. But to manage leads, um, there was literally just pieces of paper everywhere was extremely disorganized and like I'd be looking through I had a kind of a notebook that I'd write a person's name and their number down and then I'd remember like going back to that is like shit is this the guy with the uh escalate I'm supposed to be calling back or is this the guy with the infinity or whatever like car it was mm-hmm. it was extremely hard to manage and but I didn't know any better I'm not I didn't go to school for sales so like I I didn't know about uh, a CRM system until later um so that's something that you guys need to add to your business. And the reason, sorry, we're talking about this is guys that are running ads through us, um, they're all excited that they're getting leads, but they're just not closing shit. And they're asking us, like, I don't understand, like, how you guys, you know, what are you guys doing so differently than us? And it's like, okay, but, like, do you guys have a CRM, a customer relationship management system, something that you could, you know, organize all these leads, fill out, like their profiles, whatever, name, numbers, vehicles, what you spoke about, all these things. And then there's like more complex CRM systems that will um, transcribe your uh, calls. So basically you could read back or even listen to your phone call and see what you spoke about. And the next time you go to call that person, you remember what you're talking about, right? So yeah, I think you're, <clears throat> sorry, you're um, getting a little ahead of the, the ball a little bit, but maybe yeah. if we scale it back, you can go back to the marketing a little bit. You know, I don't know if we ever touched base on like budgets and stuff, but you, you know, depending on what you're spending with your marketing, you should see X amount of leads coming in, right? So if you're not spending a lot of money, maybe you're going to get like 10, 15 leads a month and that's incredibly easy to manage. Like you're not going to, you know, miss miss out on any leads there, but chances of you closing all of them is very slim. Mm. Um, so ideally with your marketing strategy, you want to try and accumulate as many leads as possible um, without over swamping your, like you got to be able to, actually fill in the work if you're able to close them and, and whatnot right so let's say you're getting 100 leads a month um you know that's a large amount of leads um and you know some months you get you might get like 150 leads because depending on mm-hmm. how you know your ad performs in that month and whatnot and <clears throat> so if you're getting that many leads coming in um like what jeff was getting into is how are you organizing that information because on top of what you are doing with marketing and those leads coming in, you're going to have people walking in the shop. You're going to have people just calling in, out of, you know, just out of the blue that maybe didn't even fill out the lead form and it didn't come in as a lead. It's just, just a different type of lead. Right. So you're going to be getting more than just what's coming in. And how are you going to remember to, oh, I spoke to this guy and then there's this guy I got to, you know, reach out to and, and get back to him on, on a quote. But if you're on the tools at the same time, now all of a sudden it's a cluster of yeah. stuff that you're going to forget and that's the way people 
lose leads and don't close a lot of leads or they're not doing enough with their leads, like in terms of communicating with them to get to an end result, whether it's a closed opportunity, a visit to the shop or them just saying they're not interested and in, in, or it's too much or too expensive or something. So yeah. if you're getting like 15, 20 leads, you can do your agenda book. You could do, uh, some guys will do Excel sheets, you know, with different cells and you mm-hmm. can search up a person's name and you can make notes and that's already like it. a huge step. That's above, better than like, nothing. Your notebook, right? <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. Organize it and you can ser- like find someone and leave notes on, on top of that. You can't put yeah. an agenda book in, and you can order and you can eventually up upload your excel sheet into a crm and then you have all those people's information exactly so it's good to start off with that if you're going to start with anything but uh, the pain in the ass part is when if you're you go to the excel sheet okay this is the guy's email copy paste go to the email you so that's where it becomes a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. and there's tools out there now where you could streamline the communication side of it because that's the main that's the main key uh point is communication right so once you have leads coming in you need to be able to properly communicate with them, whether that's over the phone, through email, through text messages, or getting them through the door in the door in person. Mm-hmm. And so you got to figure out, you know, what's your goal with your marketing plan? What are you trying to accomplish once you have leads coming in? You know, you got to figure out a goal of, so, I mean, for example, my main job is sales. Like I'm managing leads coming in. I'm managing the bookings in the shop. Uh, my goal because I find that it's the, the best way to close a lead is have them in the shop in person, seeing, you know, cars that you have in the shop, seeing, um, you know, guys working on cars, seeing, you know, the cleanliness of the shop, how professional we are and whatnot. And if they're taking time out of, out of their day to come and see you in person, then that normally means they're very interested and they're serious about it and they're not wasting your time. Um, and they're, they're very likely to leave with booking uh, an appointment to have their car done. Um, or like really considering it mm-hmm. like when they leave, right? So my goal with every lead that comes in is I want to get them in the shop. I like that though. I like how you don't, y- your goal isn't to book them before you actually meet them and they come see the place. So you have a very set structure. We Our marketing sells the click. Ultimately, the lead comes in. Once the lead comes in, the goal is communication and get them here. Right. And then mm-hmm. once they're here, then your goal is to obviously close them if it's a right if it's a yeah. right fit for them. But trying well, to yeah. just go right to the close, it's like you got to take there, there needs to be a little romance in it. You know, you got to get a little more yeah. romantic. You got to be personal. Like, if anything, taking it a step back is actually bef- the goal is to get them in the shop, but only if it's what they're looking for. Like, if I know we have services that will provide value to them and. Obviously, they're looking for something similar to what we're offering. If our services can't provide value to them, um, first, I want to figure out what they're looking for. Then I want to provide them like little tidbits of information on here's what we have, here's what we could do for you, da, da, da. And then I leave them off with, I highly recommend coming by in person. We can go more in depth. Um, you can kind of get a better idea of what you're getting into. like Because like one of the major... Um, objections you know most installers are going to face is price and to get them to overcome the price they have to feel like it's worth spending the money like never mind trying to come down on price like you want to convince them that the, the price you're giving them is worth it mm-hmm. and then if it's still not worth, then you can kind of work on the price but your main thing you want to do is try and convince them that oh this don't think about why it's so expensive think about all the benefits yeah. kind of thing right 
And the best way to do that is to get them in the shop and kind of see it. Um, and then also just to be like, to show that you're not just trying to push them into booking their car in and selling them on a service that they might not even need or they're not sure about. Like it's spending time communicating with them. So mm-hmm. I think um, you got to have everything, the tools at your disposal to organize everything and, and be on top of, oh, I got to stay in touch with this guy. or Because like there's some, I think, I don't know what episode it was. I mentioned there was a guy with a Tesla I was speaking to. Yeah. Well, I booked him in now, but this is a month, like a month later now, right? So he's booked in finally. Um, uh, what is it, the week of the 28th or June or January 4th or something? So it's still about a, a few weeks away or whatever. But anyway, that took like about a month and, and a bit of just kind of communicating with the guy before he finally decided to get his work in. So whether he gets it in the same day or it's a month later, like at the end of the day, that's the cost of acquisition doesn't change. It's just maybe the amount of time spent on them, right? And that's the thing too. Like if you have your notebook and you're on the tools at the same time, the odds are you're not going to remember about that guy because you're getting an influx of leads. The main difference is you're focusing 100% on this and you have the tools. Yeah, it's okay. So fair enough. Like obviously my main focus is dealing with these leads coming in, dealing Mm -hmm. with people looking for our services and managing the bookings and whatnot. So it's my main priority. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're on the tools and I have experience with that as well, it's kind of doing like a hybrid of both. It's very hard. Yeah. And because you're you're focused on processing the work. You're not focused on, oh, this guy's calling me. I don't want to fucking talk to this guy. I just want to focus on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Then that's dangerous because you lose out on work. Mm-hmm. Like you're not making money if you're sitting there on the tools processing the work. You're making money when you're talking to these people and you're building a relationship with them and then eventually getting their car down the road in the shop. Mm-hmm. So Even if like, it takes a month. Yeah. So like it's important if you're at that point where you can't manage um, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, this is where I guess I, I would ask you, like, when's the best time to kind of fill that role? Like, you know, I remember I remember the first time we spoke about it a long time ago. You didn't think it was a role that made sense to have someone full time, you know, answering the phone, dealing with like marketing or like handling the leads and stuff and whatnot, because it just it didn't make sense at the time. And then eventually that role did make sense. And it's like, how do you? kind of feel that out how do you know when it, when it makes sense to have someone doing that um i think we kind of recognized it when oh i didn't recognize it until you guys started making comments of uh like i was still partially on the tools and yeah okay Dorian, anthony i'll help you polish this car yeah okay i know how that's gonna work out where you're gonna polish one panel and you're gonna walk away and make a phone call or you're gonna have a phone call and then i'm gonna be stuck doing this whole car so that's kind of when i started realizing where it's like i'm getting to the point where i'm useless in the shop because I'm getting too many phone calls. So if you're at that point where it's you can't even it's taking you three days to polish a car that should take five hours, then you know you have an issue where it's you're spending a lot of time on the phone closing leads, which is what you need to do, then maybe that's time to hire somebody for that position mm-hmm. or replace yourself in the shop and you start doing it full time. Yeah. That's when I kind of recognize it when you know you guys started making comments of I say I'm gonna help you and I kind of over promise and under deliver because i'm trying to worry about other things too and it's like shit okay i'm actually kind of i'm useless in the shop um but i was going to ask a question though of how do you prioritize which leads are more important than the than others but you kind of answered it with your end goal is to get guys in the shop get the customer in the shop so that you could do you know show them around show them packages whatever so if somebody just walks in off the street he's already done that whole first part skipped the, the whole line 
you got him in the shop. So take that guy serious, right? That's essentially yeah. what I was going to try to get to. Yeah. You skip sure. half your process, really. Yeah. Right? But going back to what you said um, about uncovering their problems. So lead comes in. Obviously, you have some automations helping you out. So you, your initial message goes out within minutes, really. And um, if you're doing yeah. stuff manually, that's impossible unless right. you're like refreshing your Facebook ads manager every five seconds. So what does that look like? How do you start to, you know, pry at their problems without saying, hey, uh, you know, what can I help you with? What's your problem? You know, why do you want this? Yeah, I guess first and foremost, uh, there was a question that we have on the little whiteboard there. Uh, When should you be contacting leads? And it's as soon as possible, because if you wait three days, they're already forgot about you or they've spoken to someone else, a competitor. The sooner you get back to them, um, they appreciate that, like, like I'll see a guy fill out a lead form like at nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night, and then the automation goes off, and then they reply back right away saying, "Oh, thank you so much for answering back so quickly or whatever," because they're like hot and horny about talking about it like right mm-hmm. then and there. Yeah. <clears throat> so having a CRM that has automations, literally, like I mean, okay, the first step of you know when you have a bunch of leads is they're not going to call you like 90% of the time they filled out the form, their work is done. They're waiting to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So you have to initiate that first message. The longer it takes for that first message to come through, the less and less likely you are to close them. Um, I think that's just a fact with any industry, like any kind of, if you're not getting back to people, they're not going to deal with you. Um, so our CRM um, uh, has an automation where it's connected with like our, our marketing. And once a lead comes in, it sends them an email. Eventually it'll have text message automation. So I think I want to touch on that as well is most from what I see is emails aren't really effective. Um, Marketers ruin that for everyone. Yeah. And I mean, emails are, it's so easy. Like everyone will freely give out their email. And if like, I have like 2000 fucking emails on my unread emails because half of it's junk that like, I don't care to read. And like, so think about it, like your email is going to get lost in there or it's not even going to make it in there. It's going to probably end up in the junk sometimes because there's a lot of, because of all the junk with emails now, all these different email providers are really good at sifting it out and they'll assume yours is junk and they won't even see your email. So if you're sending out one email and you don't hear from them and you just give up, well, like 90%, well, no, not 90. I think it's like 70 or 75% of the time they probably didn't even see it or... 30% of the time, the, that's like the click, the open rate, like 30% of your people, like 30% of your leads will open it, but won't like say anything back or do anything with it. They'll just open it, maybe sift through it and forget about it because they're busy doing something else. So hold on, I just want to blow that up. So for example, if you're generating 100 leads a month and you're, you're replying to them with an email and only 30% of them are opening... That's 30 leads out of the 100 that are actually seeing your message and actually hearing from you. Yeah. The other ones don't even know that you're replying because they're missing it. And it's even less of a percentage of people that will actually reply. So let's say out of 100 people that I got... Because uh, right now the automation is an email automation. So mm-hmm. it still works because I do get replies to it. And I and I and and from there I start talking. But I don't in, like I don't manually email people unless they're replying to the automation because I, like, I know that like 90% of the time, no one's going to fucking answer it or look at it or see it. But it makes your day like more efficient. That's one. Less yeah. Cause you can focus you on, on one primary piece of communication, which mm-hmm. is actually texting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't like, I obviously phone call is another thing, but um, again, what my goal is, is to get them in the shop. 
And my secondary goal is to schedule a phone call with me because I think the worst, like I personally hate it when someone calls me. And even if I'm looking for the information, when someone calls me and it's like I'm in the middle of doing something, it's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, like, a couple people say to me, oh, it's really cool that I was able to book an appointment for you to call me because today I was unavailable from 9 a.m. to 4. And then after that, I was available. So, you know, it was nice that I was able to let you know that, hey, call me at this time, mm-hmm. you know? So um, it's kind of like when somebody rings your doorbell and it's like, who the hell is that? Yeah. Is like, he a random number? Oh, who's this? Like when I used to work at Rogers doing door to door and I'd knock on the door and they show up and they're eating dinner and they're all pissed off already and then I got to sell them a shit product. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, getting off track, but so going back to that, what what do you do next if... So sorry, wet, I don't, I don't sorry, even know if sorry, I made sorry, my no, point. I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't even know if I made my I was trying to, I guess, say you want to uh, you want to message them as soon as possible, right? So the automation helps because, you know, you might have less than... Some 30% are going to see it. Maybe 10% of those people or the 30% are going to actually reply back, and that's fine. Um, give, like, I, I don't know, like, how much time I would give it. Like, I don't let it go over a day, but at some point, you have to, if no one's answering the email, at some point, you have to send out a, another message. So, do you send my another of, email or do you no, change my, your method of? Yeah, my, my way of. Communication is texting. So within the CRM, it's amazing that we could, uh, there's a dedicated phone number and I could text through the CRM and I could see all the information. I can make notes in their profile and stuff. So it's good. Um, but the next thing is I would send out a text message that is essentially almost the same as the email. If anything, it's just more to the point and, hey, thanks for reaching out for more for information regarding your, and then I personalize it to whatever vehicle because within the form, they're, they're letting me know what vehicle it is that they're interested in getting work done to. And it's a, um, you know, here's a little one rundown of what our services are. What are you interested in learning more about? Because at the end of the day, um, I'm not going to start off and say, oh yeah, you can get a goal package for this price. Like I don't even know what they're looking for. So that first message is I'm prying to say, or to see what are they looking or are they looking for a window tint? Are they looking for Ceramic Pro? Are they looking for PPF? Are they looking for all three? Maybe sometimes it's something totally left field, like freaking painting their calipers. Or like, I don't know. I have no idea what they're I don't know what they want, right? So I want to find that out first. And I want to find out, okay, if this is what they're looking for. Here are the solutions to, to what you're looking for, right? So that's the first thing. And it's an innocent question. So like most people answer it, but if they don't, you know, the next day you follow up and say, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Like I was in another text message. At that point, if they're not answering, then I try and call them, whatever. And if they're not answering at that point, it's like, okay, there's another 50 freaking leads I can focus on and I'd rather do that. What's but your hail, excuse me, what's your hail Mary message? My hail Mary? Yeah, what's your hail Mary <laughs> okay, message? Okay, well, my hail Mary is... Everything's gone, like you're pretty sure that this lead is dead. And yeah. what do you throw at them? <laughs> One last time, what's your last message? <laughs> Hey, have you given up on uh, protecting your whatever their vehicle is? Uh, pretty much, I just and I just ask them if they've given up on like learning about any information that I can provide them. Um, that works the best when so there's going to be people that just don't answer you. And to be honest, it's a it's a large amount of people. I would say at least fifty percent of the leads that come in for whatever reason they just don't 
answer. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe they found out some information and they're just not interested or who knows? Maybe it's bots. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but like a lot of people don't answer you, which is fine because if you're able to close at least 10%, which is actually even still a high number, if you can close 10% of your leads, so that's 10 out of 100, you've made uh, like a really good amount of money off that mm. considering, you know, if you're running the same kind of business that we are, um, it's, it's a high ticket service. So even one job close in a month is better than nothing. It'll still pay your ads. You're still, you're still, you're still make, you're, you're still not even losing money. Mm. The only time you're not making anything is if you don't close anything. Mm. Um, so if you're struggling to close something, um, either it has to do with you're not getting enough leads or you're not processing the leads properly, or it's just something with your sales process is not working. Mm. Um, which is another topic. Yeah, we can go into that in depth. But yeah, if you're in the middle of, you've provided all the information and, you know, they say they're going to get back to you and they don't, then saying, hey, have you given up on this? Usually kind of provokes them to say, oh, no, 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 I'm still interested. And if they are not interested, then yeah, they gave up. But Mm -hmm. it's actually um, amazing how well that one works. It is. I used it yesterday on a dealership that we're closing and the guy kind of went stagnant on me and wasn't replying back to my text messages. So I just, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to lose it, then fuck it. But hey, have you given up on this project? And then literally like half an hour later, I got an email back. I texted him, but then I got an email back saying, oh, uh, we're happy to say that, you know, I, I spoke to upper management and we're, we're going to go ahead with it. Yeah. So, but and you get the whole essay every single time. Yeah, Anyone amazing. who knows it. where that's the from, best, like, uh, then you took our recommendation or you already read it. But again, never split the difference. Chris it Fox works. It, it just it it works provokes amazing. people to feel bad pretty much they essentially just feel bad i don't think it makes people feel bad i think it's you kind of backing away on your own terms like saying yeah not feeling not sounding like this is no you're not sounding i thought i was here to help you you know i'm walking away from this if you're no longer interested and i have no problem with that yeah and it it takes the salesman off of your breath it's like being anti-salesman you're not being salesy at all Mm -hmm. and that's like the biggest part of sales Maybe. Don't be, don't, don't be, be. I mean, I can't say you would be the expert on it, but like, well, I don't think I'm an expert, but I don't, com- I, mean, I don't compared ap- to us three and probably like, I don't approach it in a, in a salesy way. Like, I guess I approach it in a way where it's like, I don't really care if they book their car or not. Mm. You're um, very indifferent. Let's yeah. Because way. I'm not trying to force something down someone's throat. I'm providing what we offer. I know mm. the value it brings. And I can bring, you know, I can provide as much information as I possibly can. And if I don't know something, I'll go and ask someone, whatever. But it works. So you, how if do you, you look at our Google reviews? A lot of them is we loved how Anthony wasn't pushy into like just pushing us into whatever. Mm. Like he actually cared about what we wanted. Yeah. So it shows it on our Google reviews. And that's like the long term move, right? Like you trying to get anybody trust, in, yeah. in there for just a couple bucks, then it's like super yeah. short-term play. Because I guess you also want to uh, approach it in a way as, you know, how many more times can this will this person come back? So um, approaching it that way, it's like you're showing them they can trust you, and then why would they go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And then at that point, they're not even going to care about price anymore because uh, like I'm sure a lot of people um, – think the same way where it's like well sometimes you don't even care about the price because it's like you know you're gonna get a good job and it's not worth going somewhere else and experiencing headaches mm-hmm. so yeah for sure i i can fully relate to that for sure but yeah just going over i guess that one point was you know uh, try to 
if you're not if you don't have a CRM with automations, I mean, you should look into that because it's fucking life saving. Yeah, let us know. Saving. Let us know. We uh, we have a plug for you. We're not going to plug them in for free. Yeah, no we, free ads. <laughs> no free ads. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I, I can always. Uh, I don't mind talking to people if, if anyone in there is listening and they want to learn more about you know a CRM that we use and um, if they want to look into something like that, I'm always open to providing that information. They can always reach out to me, Instagram, whatever. Um, but yeah. Reach out as soon as you can, the sooner the better. Um, your initial message, which I can't believe people ask me this, but well, what should I be saying, whatever, ask them what they're interested in. This is what we provide. What do you want to learn more about? You're asking them a question on what they want to learn more about. They're going to give you an answer. You go more in depth on that. And from there, again, I find your closing rate will be a lot better if you can get them in the shop because it, you know, it shows them, you know, shows you that they're serious and they're not wasting someone's time. And um, if you have a good looking shop, use it as your just at your disposal. Like use it as a it's selling cool, tool. Yeah. Like our shop looks amazing. It, you know, people are impressed when they walk in here, and that that'll that'll help. That gives me confidence to tell them and say, "Come hey, by." Not only come by and see our shop, but I push them to say, hey, don't shop on price. Go and visit other shops. Mm -hmm. Like, go and visit our competitors and see proof of their work. And, like, I'm literally, like, in 90% of the time, I don't even think they would. Um, but because I'm literally saying it to them to do that, it builds trust right away. Mm -hmm. like, Half the time, they don't even go. Of course, yeah. they're not going to go. Why are they going to waste their time and do that when they've already, they're already impressed with you? Yeah, you're literally telling them, go shop elsewhere and yeah. see like you see, what you see you know and even if you like and, and that also pushes them away from the price objection mm -hmm. at the end of the day they're always going to try and say oh can you help me out whatever and, and you know maybe we can talk about value adding services that you that you can throw in in certain like just to help close sales because i mean you're going to have to do it um that might be another topic but um it changes their thinking from price to these guys are professional they know what they're doing it's worth paying whatever it is mm. right so mm. um if you have a nice looking shop use it at your disposal at our old shop it wasn't like it was it was like we didn't even have a front office whatever so it was like it still was a clean looking shop so people were actually still impressed with our old shop but um this is like another level so it, like we literally didn't even have a front door we didn't have yeah, a front door you're we walking into people, the back I, I would have to walk outside you know, side of the building and, hey, I'm over here. Fucking yeah. come here. Yeah. <laughs> like now it's like they walk in and they, you know, they're blown away right away. So if you have that, use it at your disposal. If you don't have that, work towards building this because it, no matter what the cost is, it, again, adds value. Like, mm -hmm. And that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Because it's another selling tool. And a lot of stuff we covered today, a lot to digest. Oh, are we out of time already? Mm -hmm. We yeah, so yeah. many more points. Yeah, pretty. No, pretty we kind of went through them all. We did go through them. I, I'd like to continue on this subject though, because this is so important, and you can go so deep on on subjects relating to this. Uh, but if you have any questions or you want to add to it, let us know in the comments. We're available on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Don't everywhere. Go on Anchor. Yeah, get, let's get uh, Apple, music, Apple up music up there. Let's get those numbers up on Apple Music. Be sure and to join Anthony next week. Yeah, India and uh, Romania, <laughs> let's go. Tell all your friends about it. Anthony was giving us shit earlier when he looked at the board. He's like, oh, all these this questions all are going to be for me. It is. It's our, it's our interview <laughs> yeah. with uh, Anthony this week. 
But I, I also always say that we're at 5.30 on Wednesdays. This is the first week that we were neither at 5.30 or on Wednesday. But whatever. Shit happens. Yeah. We'll uh, see you or next week. one of those days. Yeah. 5.30 every Wednesday. Shop Talk. Live on Facebook. Spotify. Apple Music. Anchor. <laughs> Romania. India. Let's go. <laughs> see you next week. Take it easy, guys. Ciao, ciao. Should we explain why Romania and India? Well, what do you mean? Because that's the viewers. That's, that's where they're mean. from. Like, that's I can the viewers see that. On, that's on, oh, yeah. Spotify? Nice. I don't know what stream platform they're using, but it's one of the, one of the big three, I guess. <laughs> Is it off the air? Yeah.